Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. What a beautiful message. What a good message. God sent the Son not to condemn the world, but to save the world. We should always keep these words in our mind. As Jonathan shared, we have to continuously remind ourselves that God did not send the Son to condemn it, but to save it. These words show why Jesus came to this world. These show God's plan for the world. God's plan is not to condemn it, but God's ultimate plan is how can I save this world? The famous passage that we all know, John 3.16, expresses it very clearly. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. God does not want us to perish but to have eternal life. These days, uh, the world, whole world is trembling with fear because of coronavirus. Italy closed all their schools last, as of last Wednesday until March 15. But no parent believes that the schools can be open again on March 16, though. Not only that, as you see in the picture, all the famous tourist areas in Italy are like ghost towns. All the restaurants are empty. And people who depended on tourism for living are suffering quite a bit. Not only them, but economically, financially, a lot of people are suffering. Some uh, airplanes are bankrupt. One veterino who drives a horse-drawn carriage says, the coronavirus is spread, uh, spreading too much alarm among the tourists, and we are suffering. My wife doesn't work, and I have two children. Now we are eating so much of a lot of pasta, because pasta doesn't cost <laughs> that much. Uh, he was saying that uh, to the reporter of Globe and Mail. Yesterday, New York City uh, declared a state of uh, emergency. So the whole world is filled with fear, and they are trembling. Of course, we have to be careful. I don't know how many times I sing happy birthday every day, about maybe 40 times when I watch it. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday. You know, that long you have to uh, wash your hands, right? So I do that every time. And I try to not touch my face uh, as much as possible. The people say that we human beings uh, generally average to touch our face two, two to three thousand times 
a day. So we have to make a habit of not touching your face. I mean, we have to be careful, not just for ourselves, especially you guys. You're young, so when you have a coronavirus, probably a little a bit of symptom of flu and all that, you may be okay. But you may spread to other people who are sick, who are vulnerable, who are old. That's why we are being very careful. That's why we have canceled and delayed a few important uh, events. Because we want to be responsible. Uh, we want to responsibly deal with this situation. But it, is not, but it is not good to be consumed with fear. Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save the world. We have to remember that. People live with fear. I see so much fear around us, around me, even with me, but around me. I see so much fear. Fear is running their lives. They worry about their unknown future. They feel, they fear that their well-established life may be disrupted. They feel anxious about their unpredictable circumstances. I mean, they try to hide it and they uh, try to think that they're courageous or whatever on the surface and then religiously whatever. But deep inside, there is tremendous fear and people live that fear. My friends, overcoming fear, even though it is difficult, overcoming fear is the road to victorious life. When we are able to overcome our fear, then we can experience victory in life. But not many people can do that. Many people's lives are taken hostage to fear. Among the fear, the, probably the biggest fear is the fear of death. Fear spreads faster than the virus. Jesus showed us the way to overcome the fear of death through his resurrection. But overcoming fear is not something that I can do by myself. You cannot make a resolution. Okay, from now on, I'm not going to uh, uh, be scared. You can't do that. Just because you want to do it, just because you resolve to do it, you made up your mind to do it, Overcoming fear is not something that you can do it on your own. Only spirit can give us the courage to overcome fear. This is what St. Paul said. For all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Spirit gives us the courage to overcome our fear. It's not something that I can do it. We don't have that kind of strength. That's what happened to this uh, person, Nicodemus. 
When Jesus said to Nicodemus, you have to be born again, he meant that you have to go through the fundamental change to overcome your own fear. He said, you have to be born of the Spirit. Otherwise, you cannot experience that change. That is what it means to be born again. Born of the Spirit. This change, you cannot make it alone. I mean, Nicodemus was a very successful man. Cream of the crop. Probably not even 1% of that society. 0.1% of society. Very high position. Very religious person. Elite of elites. He was able to make all kinds of changes for himself. He was able to do that. Succeed in life. But Jesus wanted the spirit to take him further to become courageous to overcome fear. Nicodemus comes out again in chapter 7. Three times in John, he comes out. In all other Gospels, he doesn't uh, appear. But in John, three times he uh, comes out. But second time is chapter 7 of John. Let me read a scene for you, and you, you'll see what kind of change Nicodemus went through. Then the temple police went back to the chief priests and Pharisees who asked them, why did you not arrest him? Meaning Jesus. The police answered, never has anyone spoken like this. Then the Pharisees replied, surely you have not been deceived too, have you? Has any one of the authorities or of the Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd, which does not know the law, they are accursed. And Nicodemus, Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus before, and who was one of them, asked, Our law does not judge people without first giving them a hearing to find out what they are doing, does it? They replied, Surely you are not also from Galilee, are you? Search and you will see that no prophet is to arise from Galilee. This was what happened at Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin was the highest court. All the religious people, all the uh, judges, all the famous and intelligent people, they came, cream of the crop, they all came to Sanhedrin. And then they all hated Jesus. They all said that Jesus is cursed. No one should believe in him. No, no one should follow him. Very scary environment. They were ready to condemn Jesus. And this Nicodemus, only one voice. He stood up and said, Our law does not judge people without first giving, giving them a hearing to find out what they are doing, does it? That's a courageous. He could lose his face, his job, his career, everything. But he stood up and spoke boldly the truth. And the people attacked him saying, surely you are not also from Galilee, are you? They ridiculed him. 
When we read today's passage, when did, when did Nicodemus come to see Jesus? Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. John 3, 2. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. Why did he come by night? Because he did not want to be seen. Did not want to be seen by who? Very people of Sanhedrin. If they, they see me meeting Jesus, they will penalize me. So he came by night because he was scared to be seen. And in chapter 7, in front of the very people, he stood up and spoke. That's a courage. That's what it means to be born again. He overcame his own fear and spoke the truth. That's what it means to be born again. Overcoming fear. When we overcome, when we can overcome our own fear, we can live victoriously. When we overcome our fear, we'll experience true peace, joy, and the power to live. Do you know why you don't have joy? You, you know why you don't have peace? Because there is fear. Fear is controlling you. That's why you cannot experience these beautiful emotions that you're supposed to live with. Because of our fear, our life becomes very dark and gloomy. Every moment becomes very dark and gloomy. John proclaimed boldly, everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. We will not perish. We have eternal life. As John, not Gospel John, but Jonathan, as Jonathan shared with us, eternal life. We live with the hope of eternal life. And this hope gives us courage. Not because I want to have it, not because I decide to have it, but when we have this hope of eternal life, then courage comes up from within. When we are filled with this hope, our every moment comes alive. When we overcome our fear, somehow the darkness will disappear. The other day, one of our Congress members, uh, the other week, I asked uh, to meet me, and we had, so we had a coffee, and then she, she told me, you know, Hinky, these days, I don't want to hear news. So negative. Everything's so negative. And I concurred with her. We are bombarded with this negative spirit around us. Not loving, warm, and kind spirit, but very cynical, doubtful, and critical 
we are just surrounded by this negativity around. We can't take it anymore. We need some peace. That's why she wanted to see me. So we had a talk. We had a good talk. When you keep doing that, your life can be very dark. I told my KSM members. You know, these days, these KSM elderly people, 70, 80 year old, they watch too much YouTube. Oh my goodness. All the false information, they sit down and on YouTube, everything. I mean, it's all in Korean, so they, they can get. And then a lot of it is negative message about life, about everything. So I, today I told them, don't watch it. Watch drama rather. <laughs> That's better. Or read the Bible. It's a time to think about love. It's a time to think about good things, not all the negative things in life. For God so loved the world. That's what the scripture says to us. For God so loved the world. We need to hear this kind of message. God loves all of you. Hold on to that love and live your life with that love. Fear will not run your life. Fear will go away and hope, confidence, joy, peace, these things will fill your heart. Don't just wait for these things. Discipline yourselves. Thinking is a discipline. If you just let it be, it freely goes everywhere. You need to discipline your thoughts. Discipline what to think every moment, every day. Discipline to meditate on God's love. Your door will open in your life. Your life will become brightened. You will shine and your light will enlighten others. You know, people living with darkness make other people dark. People living with negative criticism hurt others. People living with anger make others angry. People filled with light will make the world bright. People filled with mercy will make the world warm. People filled with gentleness will make the world peaceful. That's what we need, especially in this day and age, especially under the threat of virus. We need to keep this message within us. Let us sing together.